Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Our purpose here is to have fun talking about small business stuff. We love that word stuff because it applies to everything that you can't think of the right definition and words about. But along the way, we're going to give you knowledge and tools to succeed with your small business, whether you're starting in the business from scratch or you're established. We can help you. I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my business partner, Adam Sonhalder. You know, Jack, I'm wondering, instead of being the how guys, maybe we should be the stuff guys. Yeah, stuff guys could work, too. We could inter, uh, interchange them maybe every other week, every other Monday, stuff guys versus the how, how guys. guys, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Especially with Thanksgiving coming up pretty soon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, so as Jack was saying, we're, we're here today to talk about small business. And, uh, and Jack and I, a couple of guys have been out there doing it for a long time. Uh, we've personally, between the two of us, owned and operated 20 small companies. We, we spent some time early in our careers working for some of the big guys. We love the small businesses. And we talk small. Uh, our primary focus is companies with anywhere from 1 to 25 employees. That's what we talk about small. And the purpose of the show here of Dirty Secrets of Small Business is to help you business owners with some of the stories and experiences that we've had, not only from our own companies, but also from uh, the coaching that Jack and I have done for the last almost 15 years now. We've coached hundreds of small owners or small companies, owners of small companies, large and small owners, but the, the companies are all small, but the owners come in all different shapes and sizes, I'm sure you can appreciate. And we have a lot of fun helping them with, with, with the business side of stuff. You know, it's unlikely, Adam, that anybody out there, and I know there's a lot of small business owners out there, or owners of small businesses, I know there's a lot of those owners out there that have these how questions, and it's going to be rare. In fact, we should start to think about putting a challenge out there that somebody could raise a question, not about their specific product, but a business situation that we can't frame well and probably answer and probably have experienced it somewhere along our line with owning our businesses or coaching them. You know, that's a good, that's a good challenge, Jack. And there's, you know, if people want to take us up on that challenge, let me give them a couple ways to do that. Uh, for those of you who are a little bit more bold and want to be live on the radio here, you're more than welcome to call in. The, the, the number here in the studio is 440-946-9468. That's 440-946-WINT. Uh, for those of you who are a little bit more bashful and prefer to use the computer, a couple ways there. One is through email. You can email us uh, at radio at MaximumVP.com. Or if you want to go to our website at MaximumVP.com forward slash how. There'll be a little form there. You can put your, your how question on there. So, again, it's MaximumVP.com forward slash how. And try to put some of those questions up there. If you've got a how question or something you think you can kind of stump the coaches here, we'd be happy to kind of take you on in terms of what we've seen and been through in our respective careers here. Yeah, remember the stump the, the coaches uh, scenario here? We should uh, blow the dust off that one, too. That was pretty good. I think you like that, the, the caricature, that, that, that red-headed guy. Right? I think that's what you like the best. <laughs> <laughs> the goofy-looking little guy that we had. Circa right? 1930, somewhere. Sure. At, uh, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that a, was good. a good one. All That's right. right. Okay. In today's show, we're going to be focusing on four segments. Uh, first one is common myths of small business ownership. And what we're going to do is talk about that myth and debunk it. The next one is the dirty secret of the week. And then the how come segment in which I'm going to ponder the world. I've been pondering the world here since the last week and, and actually much before that. And I'm going to have a how come question. How come this or that exists? And we're going to sort of explore that and see how it also applies to a small business. And then a small business success story from our 
MVP client list that Adam's going to pluck one of those out and he's going to talk about it for a little while in terms of uh, a success when we have many of those, definitely. That's right. It should be, should be a good show as, as we always have fun here on Mondays from noon to one here and doing our dirty secrets of small business to really help out, again, the, the owners of small companies. And again, if you want to be part of the show, give us a call, 440-946-9468. If not, you just want to listen, you're welcome to do that as well. We, we, we'll have a good time here. have plenty to talk about and plenty to share with you today. That's right. You know, most of the business owners, small business owners, uh, they're stuck. We always say this. They're stuck in a state of how. How do I make a profit plan? How do I present my company? You know, you're, you're a small business owner, and you can't go without a day, if you think about it, without pondering and starting with a question, how? How something? How do I find good people? The list of how questions is endless. That's why we like to feature it. It frames beautifully the, the, the perplexing nature of business and, and, you know, the constant challenges that you're faced with. And some of those how questions can get very big and complex. We're Maximum Value Partners, MVP, and we call ourselves business coaches because that's what we are. We help small business owners get unstuck from that state of how. Now, one of the how questions we get a lot is, how do I get a hold of you guys? Yeah, that's a great question. I've got that is a good question. A couple good <laughs> answers. One is, you can reach out by phone at 877-849-0670. Again, that's 877-849-0670. Uh, again, you can email us at radio at MaximumVP.com, or you can feel free to check us out online at MaximumVP.com. Or also, you hit us up on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash MaximumVP. We're all over the place there, and it should be easy to find. All right, let's jump into our, our myth today, Jack. Uh, as Jack mentioned, we like to, to debunk myths here, and there's a lot of them out there. And We have one today that's uh, really kind of near and dear to our heart, and it's one i got to believe either you've been frustrated with or maybe you've fallen into this trap and that is that teamwork is all about building consensus hmm. now when i hear that it makes me think that we need to get everybody to be happy with the decision and that's probably the worst thing in the world to do you'll waste time effort and get people frustrated i think that where the concept came from originally or at least the idea behind it was to try to get people's input on stuff uh, as far as just kind of getting their thoughts on things versus getting them to, you know, getting them to buy in. So this, this idea of getting, um, get, getting consensus. You know, so the, the idea of getting people's ideas and having them freely share their ideas, that's, that's good. That's a very good thing. Not so much in trying to get consensus here in terms of getting everybody on board and, and make sure everybody's happy with, with, with the decision. Often, if you make a decision based on consensus, it's not going to be the best decision. It'll be the one that is probably... The most lame, usually. That's uh, that's exactly right. In our in our world of political correctness and and worries about offending people, we uh, we seem to be losing leadership. And somebody uh, and people are willing to stand up in front of a group, big group, small group, and truly say some uncomfortable things about what needs to be done. So you can have teamwork, which basically. You know, it means people, uh, they're going to try to cooperate using their individual skills. And constructively, those individual skills should really provide some pretty good ideas. And the team itself should be exploring those ideas. And sometimes you get emotional over it, which is good. And you're, you're trying to sell each other on the, the ideas that you have and putting forward. Somebody has to set the goal and somebody has to decide, okay... 
out of this group of 3, 10, 20, whatever the team size is, we have to go for this goal, and it doesn't seem that we have it quite defined, so I, as the leader, am I gonna, I'm going to do it. I'm not worried about consensus. I'm not personally. But a lot of people who pretend to lead are looking for that pat on the back to themselves. You said the word before, Adam. Uh, people are trying to be happy. You know, that's kind of a, I mean, it's a great noble word. I don't even know if noble's the right word for it. But, uh, you know, how do you, how do you make somebody happy? There are a couple ways, perhaps. But, uh, you know. Usually it usually doesn't involve business and work stuff. But, yeah, <laughs> that's, there's, that's there's right. other ways to make it happen. That's right. From, from a leadership standpoint, you know, it's a key word you mentioned, Jack, in terms of, of leading. I think a big thing to focus on as a leader is the why. Why are you doing something, or, or why are you making a change? Why, why are you making making a making a decision? If people understand that perspective as far as why you're doing what you're doing, usually they understand or they have a better perspective of, of what's going on. Even if they aren't maybe happy with that decision or maybe they don't like it, they certainly understand why it's being made. Because often what happens is when when you you as the owner are forced to make a decision, usually it's to the point where there may not be. Uh, what I'll call a good alternatives per se. Maybe you're trying to decide between two not so great alternatives, and so you got to pick one versus not picking anything, right? And so people need to understand what the you know what, what the, the whole perspective here. So you know, in the case of all of a sudden you're starting to make some layoffs, you know, if if things aren't going as well as you'd like, nobody likes to terminate people or, or make cutbacks like that. But help understand that if we don't make these changes, then everybody's going to be out of a job. So here's why we're doing this. And in order for us to to maintain cash or to help keep things going, whatever it might be, if if people understand the why, they'll be able to accept and move forward with what's going on versus trying to build consensus. You imagine trying to build consensus around trying to terminate people? No, you can't. The the, the harder and more emotional the decision, well, it depends on the group, too. You know, we we have a little, our disc, which we'll we'll explain probably later today. If not, uh, keep listening to us on Mondays and you'll you'll understand what disc is. Right. But basically, it depends on the group itself, and it really does come down to leadership. You just can't take a vote, okay, five to four, okay, so we're going to go with it. That's that's not right. It just isn't right. And it's a leader that basically is going to drive that team ultimately, and you want inputs. So it should be more of a, I've heard this term before, I'm not sure if this fits here, but maybe it does, a benevolent dictator. Good, good. Uh, As opposed to a pure democracy, to your point. Well, certain people's votes carry a little bit more weight than others, right, from that standpoint. Or maybe one versus eight. But if the one is you as the owner, guess who's going to win? That's <laughs> unless that's uh, unless the other eight can convince you that that, that their idea or their you know their input's a little bit you know better. It's one of the problems with jury trials, but we won't get into that one too. <laughs> jury of your peers. What does that mean? So. All right, so don't don't fall into that. Again, it's a common myth, especially out there in, in today's PC world of trying to build consensus. Lead, help understand the why as far as what you're trying to do to be able to make those tough decisions. Get their input on it, but again, make sure you're the one who's making that decision and leading the discussion. So. Correcto, that's right. All right, stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to be digging into our dirty secret this week. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. We can help you get unstuck from all those how questions in your business. If you got any on your mind right now, fire us. All fire, right. Not fire us. Fire, fire a call to us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small us, Business. So. <laughs> Dirty Secrets <laughs> of Small Business here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and WINTradio.com.
Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, Most Valuable Player. That's the best way to think of it. We're business coaches, and we help owners, owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of how. What does that mean? All those endless how questions that you as a business owner have every day, and we know you have them. We'd love to have you share them with us. Don't you wrestle with those all by yourself. Why don't you talk to us, contact us in any number of ways, and basically, uh, in fact, give us a call. Put a couple of your how questions on the air here, and let's dissect them. It'd be kind of fun. We promise not to embarrass you. We may embarrass ourselves. We're good at that, but that's okay. Yeah, that's usually better. We're not too worried about that. Well, if you, want to, if you want to call us and talk to us here in the studio, the number to reach us here is 440-946-9468. That's 440-946-WINT. If you want to reach us when we're not in the air, you can give us a call at 877-849-0670 or hit us up on email, radio at maximum, maximumvp.com. All right, we're going to delve into our dirty secret of the week. It's one of our, our, our fun segments that we, that we do every week here on on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. That's why we're going to delve into our dirty secret, right? Kind of fits with the show's, the show's title here, Jack. No, that is correct, though. So <laughs> this week's dirty secret is your spouse will never understand your obsession with your business. Read that again, Adam. All right. Your spouse will never, never understand your obsession with your business. And the simple, the simple solution to that is don't tell her that you have a business. <laughs> <laughs> How's that, folks? I don't know. Don't we, that... don't we uh, small business owners, don't we come up with great solutions? <laughs> that, fits in, that fits in well with often how the business is referred to. It's often referred to as the mistress, right? <laughs> and it's the one that, that the spouse knows about and they have to kind of put up with versus uh, the Jack's suggestion about it. Mistresses usually are not known about. So if you don't tell them about it, um, it might be a little harder to keep secret. Though. I don't know. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> it's it's unnatural. It's unnatural for a job person. And we talk about job people and owners. And most folks in the world are job people where they have jobs, they have paychecks, they and they go to work and they come home and usually they leave work stuff at work. But as an owner to be to try to do that and to try to not bring work home, not talk about work at home. Uh, especially in modern times, um, you know, it's tough because people talk about this whole idea of a work-life balance. And I'm not sure when that kind of came about, but I know it's been in the last last couple decades for sure. Seems to be, yeah, have a lot more press, so to speak. I, I think a lot of it probably has come about in terms of when technology became more prevalent here, you know, certainly in the, last ten, in the last 10 years, where you almost feel like you can't get away from work. It used to be, you know, you'd go to your job and once you left work, you were kind of gone. You weren't, at, you know, accessible all the time. Now, these days and age, you know, people are, can be on email, phones, you know, whatever it might be. They can be working 24-7. Now, the owners have always been working 24-7. Well, they can't turn it off. No, it's, it's, it's part of the DNA. Once you, you know, uh, to elaborate a little more on job people, job people are just that. They're looking for a steady paycheck. They, they, they consider security working for a big company. How in the world they conclude that is beyond us. Uh, but they do. They usually wear ties. They they still carry briefcases. Is that still, or is it pretty much backpacks? And it doesn't. Uh, a little bit of both. I've whatever seen. they're carrying in there besides their lunch is usually uh, not too <laughs> not too significant. 
unlike the entrepreneur or the non-job person. He's, he's got his company, she's got her company embedded in their brain, and they can't release it. And, you know, it's, it's 24-7, wherever they are, especially in the early going. And spouses? Well, spouses are looking for, to your point, Adam, a little balance here. They're, they're looking for some time given to the family life, some time, uh, uh, you know, in which they're going to be available and, and not totally tuned out and, and giving little nods of, of uh, non-attention. And it can create a lot of problems. There's no question about it. And many of those are chronicled in, in, in quite a few articles uh, that you can pick up about this. Well, I want to say instead of, you know, instead of ignoring it, though, I think it's important. A couple things. One is don't apologize for this. It's it's absolutely perfectly normal to have this kind of obsession where where it's constantly on your mind. Make sure you talk to your spouse about it. You have to come to an agreement upon it as far as, you know, he or she needs to understand why it's important. Maybe making that comparison. Right. Do we make that word? Do we make that word uh, consensus? No, you have to help. You have to, you have to come to an agreement. You have lots of agreements with your spouse over the, over the course of the years, right? You want to help them understand why you're obsessed with it. I think if you make the comparison of when you and your spouse first kind of connected, you're pretty obsessed with each other at that point. Twenty four seven, you're maybe you talked on the phone a lot. You were thinking about each other a lot. That is a, a very similar comparison to how you are with your business, and it's very very normal to have that. So don't don't apologize for it. Don't be worried that something's wrong with you from that standpoint. No, you're right. You're right. And it, it compromise is the right word, not a consensus. And it's you have to make compromises, and that only comes about through calm talk. Maybe once in a while, sneak in a Tito's on the rocks there and then have your conversation. <laughs> But uh, helps, it, it helps the discussion flow a little better. <laughs> it uh, does, yeah. Yes. You get a little more honest, uh, quick flow <clears throat> discussion. But yeah, you you have to understand the other uh, the other half's uh, issues and move somewhat in that direction. To uh, like any any situation, you know, you both have to move a little bit towards center. Well, start to recognize that and, and and point out to your spouse that you are blessed to absolutely love what you do. Most folks don't love what they do day to day, so it's a burden to go to work or to or to have their job. But as an owner, you, you know, if you're obsessed with it, chances are you're absolutely loving what you're doing. That's a fantastic blessing to have. And so to try to remind them of that versus, you know, being someplace where you're absolutely miserable. One of the keys of this, though, to help you know, when you have a compromise, as far as you being able to get away from from work physically, is having good people on board. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, we, we we have one of our favorite clients. Uh, he and his he and his wife are just leaving actually today. They're actually heading heading out for two and a half weeks on vacation, and they're going to enjoy themselves. You know, because they have good people on board, where they aren't worried about things not getting taken care of. It's taking us years with with them, coaching them from from when they weren't so happy and they couldn't take a vacation uh, like they're doing now and enjoy it for a variety of reasons. And it's just so important. You know, good people, good organization. We, we've created what we call seven keys to success, which we coach our clients on. And when they start to near expertise on these seven keys, they, their company and they themselves and their family life and their, their, the people who are, are near and dear to them, all these things get better. It gets better rather than worse, and we've never seen it go the other way. There's, you know, if it's worse, it's for some other reasons. 
But just like you say, they're taking off for two and a half weeks on a great vacation, and uh, they couldn't do that a few years ago. No, we have we have one of our newer clients who just got back from a vacation. This is the one, you know, or this is a couple that actually work together. Okay, so they're, they're both involved in the business, and the wife was it was kind of putting her foot down. So now we're, you know we're going on this family vacation, even though the, the timing wasn't right. They, they haven't built up the team yet to kind of get there, but they came to an agreement to where the first few hours of the day. The husband was going to spend time getting caught up on things that he hadn't gotten done day to day, right? And then from there on out, he was going to be with her and, and, be, and be with the family to kind of make sure that, that, that they can, could kind of get both of them. And it's important when you do go away not to work just, just to work all the time from a different location because you're going to come back. And you aren't going to be, you're not going to be revived at all. So it's, it's important to kind of do that. But having those discussions... Having that discussion and getting that agreement up front is very, very key. Well, having the spouse point her finger at you and poke your chest, uh, assuming that's the way it's going. It could go the other way, too, but uh, uh, that that helps a lot, too. And we find a lot of our, our obsessed business owners have to uh, get up at 5 in the morning. They do anyway while everyone's still sleeping, and they check their email. They do their stuff. They, they get a little bit of business in, and when the, everyone else starts waking up, they put the smile on their face, and uh, everyone's happy when it's done that way. You just described my summer vacation, Jack. I appreciate that. And uh, it went well for everybody. We all had a great time. They got some extra sleep, and I got some stuff done, which is always good. So, <laughs> All right. Stay, you know, stick around. When we come back. We're going to be uh, digging into Jack's brain here with our How Come part of our wow, segment. that's I'm, a big dig. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, as we've said a number of times, and we can help you, a small business owner. If you're coachable, we have a, a way to... Uh, Uh, assess you to see if you are coachable and if you are we can chances are very high get you unstuck from all those how questions in your business and we know you got a bunch of them stay tuned for more dirty secrets of small business on integrity radio wint 1330 am 101.5 fm and wint Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches who help owners of small companies get unstuck, unstuck from a state of how. And we know you as a small business owner out there have a whole bunch of how questions that you're facing every day. And we have too. We face them with clients and we've been doing it for 15 years. So chances are any how question you have, we've probably wrestled with it, answered it, and moved along. So if you have any issues, you give us a call. We'll help you get unstuck. Yeah, the the how questions are one of those symptoms that tells you that you are stuck somewhere. It's like going to a doctor and try to you know decide are you treating the, the the symptoms or the or the, the 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 root cause. So the in our case, those how questions are are some of the symptoms of what's kind of going on, and we were, we're able to kind of delve into those root causes of what's going on to get you. Get you unstuck. You know, it's 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 kind of uh, interesting that not only just small businesses but big businesses. If you keep analyzing daily problems, uh, eventually, like us, we have found that there's a commonality between all these businesses, and you can frame questions. We can very quickly now into uh, what would then be a choice of solutions. But business isn't complicated when you really take a look at it in, in a couple of different perspectives, which we feel we've mastered. Is that the right word? I think mastered is a good word for us. Mastered. That's good. All right. That's right. Like being a, a sensei or something here. That's good. <laughs> All right. <coughs> we're gonna like be a sensei. 
We're, we're, we're at the point now where we have the what we're, we call our how come part of our show. This is where we're going to dig into Jack's brain a little bit, things he's been kind of pondering as it relates to the world. And he'll start with that question of how come, and he'll, he'll, he'll kind of fill in the blank here. And it might be a little bit off the wall, but we'll bring it back to how it impacts small business. So no further ado, Jack, what's Thank on your you, mind? Thank you, Adam. Okay. How come? How come government workers can do stupid things? and or be held accountable for failure or corruption, but they never get fired. How the heck does that work? I was pondering that, and I, there's, there's just a bevy of articles that I can read and, and issues that uh, you know kind of support that. I'm going to read a couple of them here to sort of make my point, and then, as we usually do, it's sort of a free-fall conversation, see where it goes, and we try to try to relate this stuff to a small business situation somewhere or another. So I'm reading in the local paper, the, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, an article by a guy named Patrick O'Donnell. And he's talking about missed rebates, and he puts in quotes, stupid. So the Cleveland School District is guilty of past management or poor management for failing to collect more than $8 million in federal technology rebates. And this is the auditor, who's who's state auditor, who's saying this. He said, but he found no evidence of criminal behavior. Hmm, all right. We'll take that at face value. So they also spent $500,000 investigating this with a law firm, and they found no criminal behavior, okay? So they're rolling right along, and this is a long article, but I'm not going to read it, just little snippets to make my point. So the, the state auditor, again comes in and said this was a combination of poor management, weak policies, and a lack of communication that resulted in in huge losses. It's not criminal, he says again. It's stupid. A very big stupid. So we have a group of people, they're still working there too, who are stupid. Stupid by the official definition. So we have stupid people who missed $8 million dollars School districts going up for another big loan, trying to get uh, another levy uh, renewed for X number of years to give these people more money. And we have officially stupid people on the payroll. I never quite saw it expressed like that. I always thought, or I often thought about it like that, but I never saw it officially expressed like that. So it does not, it, it, it uh, does not, uh, directly place blame on any one of these, a former employee, and the other employee isn't mentioned at all in this study. So we have two people in the school district of Cleveland who are basically still employed, it looks like, and they're stupid. They're officially stupid. So how do you get... (coughs) They've been officially designated as stupid between who? The the auditor and the state auditor and and the law firm investigated it. So they paid them how much to come up with this? Five hundred thousand dollars to come up with the same thing. Okay. This is called uh, the stupid report or the stupid designation. Because <laughs> <laughs> so God forbid, people never do anything stupid in small business, right? Never. Never. Okay. But no, but we talk all the time about getting good people. So what do they consciously go out and look for stupid people? And what what is the profile of a stupid person? We should probably look for the and take a look and see some of the want ads. Looking to looking to hire stupid people. I don't think that's the case. That's a that's a that's a tough that's a tough void to fill. It just kind of happens, right? Well, we you know I'll dig a little more into this and we can 
uh, my ponderings have come up with a couple of uh, observations here. So here's another guy, uh, a guy named Daniel Beer, and he's writing from a group uh, called FEE, the Foundation for Economic Education. And he's got an article, in government, nobody quits and you can't get fired. So he goes on to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Again, I'll read a little bit and then we'll chat. You know, government work is pretty sweet, he says, if you can get it. If you have to pay for it, well, not so much sweet. The government has one of the highest paid workforce in the country. Federal bureaucrats make 78% more in total compensation than people in the private sector. State and local employees, on average, make 25% more. Combined with laws that make it extremely difficult to fire public employees, even for explicit or criminal misconduct, it's no wonder that hardly anyone leaves. Well, why should they? And we've had a lot of examples in the news lately, and, you know, we'll continue. Again, it's, it's, the, the examples are out there. They're, they're just low-hanging fruit all over the place. But he talks about a CBS investigation in which it found at the Environmental Protection Agency, the red tape is preventing removal of a top-level employee accused of viewing porn two to six hours a day while at work. Okay, that's somewhat surprising, but he's been doing it since the year 2010. Even though investigators found 7,000 pornographic files on his computer and even caught him watching porn, he remains on the payroll. So who's, we, wait, so, so who's stupid in that case? <laughs> the, the guy who hasn't gotten fired yet sounds pretty smart smart to me. <laughs> right? That's right. So who's stupid in this case? Well, I still got... <laughs> <laughs> so we got... We got uh, how about an example? How about using that example on a small business? Do we got a... You're, you're a small business yeah, owner. Yeah, no. I mean, one of the things we've talked about quite, quite a bit here on this show, I know we talk about, all, you know, talk about all the time, Jack, in terms of how difficult it is to, to terminate people. You know, you know, we live in Ohio, which is an at-will employment state, which means that basically you, know, you can terminate people for, for no reason. You don't really need a reason to, to, to terminate somebody. Yet in today's society, things are very litigious where you've got lawyers that are willing to kind of take on cases and make, and make suits. You know, you know, we had a... A client just recently, you know, got a got a suit thrown out after several months, where they were being sued for uh, sexual harassment after they terminated somebody. It was mm-hmm. totally frivolous; it had no basis at all. Yet they had to spend money, time, effort with an attorney to help get this thing thrown out because it's almost as if, as a business owner, you know, as a business, you're almost presumed guilty of doing something wrong, and the the, the, the individual or the employee is all is really assumed to be innocent and being wronged and harmed by the big bad business that's right well if you're if you're a business owner you got deep pockets right so that's what that's they what, chase that's, the what, that's, our, that's what everybody seems to think yeah that's right that's Little another myth someday know. right yeah. yeah that is a myth okay another example the administrator process meant to prevent uh against politically motivated firings is the civil service protection system the rules give employees the right to appeal a termination uh appeal a termination and then it's a process that could take up to two years. So you have this guy studying porn, and you say, hey, hey, Joe, knock it off. You know, this is, he is studying it or just watching it? Oh, whatever he's doing. <laughs> I don't know. 
but he hasn't quit. <laughs> Is that what we call it nowadays? We call it studying porn. It's good. If you don't, he's getting his, he's, get, he's getting his, he's probably getting his PhD in porn, yeah. Jack. <laughs> come into my office and we got to talk about this. If you don't stop it, I'm going to fire you. Make sure you bring your laptop when you come in too. All right. It's going to take us two years, <laughs> two years to fire him. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good idea, especially if it's if, if, if it's an elected official, it'll probably be gone by then, right? So that'll get that's right get thrown so out. Five years ago, the GSA General Service Administration spent more than eight hundred thousand dollars on lavish conferences in Las Vegas. Two managers were initially fired, but got their jobs back after a, 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 like a union type body and and review board reserve or reversed their decision. So they can't fire these guys. And it gets more and more egregious, the stuff they do. And, and here we sit. What kind of solutions do we have? <clears throat> well, we're armed with basically trying to reelect somebody. And, and it's, it's, it's just defeating and almost depressing that that's one. And basically, you know, to, to vote them out. And the other one is to refuse to uh, pass these levies and give them any more money. So we got to find a better way to get organized here to fight this stuff. We can blame unions. We can. There's a lot of blame to go around, and we should dissect this a little more and and see what we can do with our WINT radio station here to uh, make a big splash or a bigger splash to move the ball upward here. Yeah, I think the uh, circling back to small business, it just reinforces a lot of the regulations and things that are out there that do impact you. And again, you're giving examples in, in the government sector, but they do flow down to where it becomes very difficult to do very simple things. And so having too much of that, so uh, you know, as an owner to get involved and try to help get rid of some of those regulations, help make an impact in a positive way is a very, very good, good thing to do. All right, st- stay tuned. We come back. We're going to talk about how do you take a vacation as a business owner? Hey, that's a good one. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. We can help you get unstuck from that state of how that we know you're in several times a day. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. And as we said throughout the last 45 minutes, we are business coaches. We've been together doing this stuff over 15 years. And we basically, you know, take the how questions that you all have and put it into a perspective that you can deal with it much more comfortably than in, in all likelihood you're dealing with many of those today. All right, we're at the point of our show where we like to share a small business success story. We're going to do it by talking about a how question. And our question of the day today is, how do I take a vacation? So how do you take a vacation as a business owner? Well, you got you got a lot of experience in this. I do. <laughs> Not as much as you do. Yours is just a little, a little more ancient than mine, Jack. Uh, that's right. All right, so a couple of things just to frame before we get into this, <laughs> answer this question. A couple of things. First of all, a small business, again, we define that as 1 to 25 employees which is most of our listening audience, as well as our seven keys to success that Jack referenced before. If you head to our website, MaximumVP.com, there is a, uh, a, a, a link there for, for the MVP playbook. If you click on that, you'll see the seven keys to success. It has a nice graphic. You, you, you can look there on your computer screen, or you can download it and, and, and print it out and have it in front of you. But the, the two that I'm going to focus on uh, for, for this story are, are number four, which is the organization plan. 
And part of number five of leadership, which is the DISC that Jack was referencing earlier today, um, DISC, and, uh, and be all, understand your, your your natural behavior style is a very, very key part of it. So It's a very powerful tool, too. We, right. we give it to all our clients early on, and uh, it's a very, very good tool. And it's especially helpful tool when you're trying to plan a vacation with your spouse. And so let me <laughs> delve into the situation here. We, we had a client of ours who was going through some exponential growth. And this was after several years of planting seeds. And one of those myths out there is people seem to think that people are these overnight successes, and they don't recognize or realize all the time and effort that oh, goes wait, into they, they are overnight successes, but it only takes about three or four years. <laughs> three or four if you're lucky, maybe eight or ten if you're not so lucky. And so you know, this client was, was a prime example. that They'd been laying seeds for a while, and all of a sudden things really started to hit. And as is often the case, when we're going through the, you know, this pretty aggressive growth, the organization hadn't quite caught up yet. And so that meant, you know, what that means, what that looks like is all of a sudden there's more and more things falling on the shoulders of the owners to where maybe you were working 12, 14-hour days, maybe, you know, maybe six days a week. Now all of a sudden you're working 16-hour days. You're working seven days a week, and it just it, it keeps coming. And you don't want to turn it away because you've worked so hard and planted so many seeds to get things to start to germinate and start to really kind of grow. You want to make things start to happen, but it's, you know, it, it's often hard to kind of keep up. And as often the case when that happens, of course, there's this family vacation that was planned months or even a year ago that now is all of a sudden it's here. And the last thing you want to do as the owner is go, is on, go on vacation, vacation right? That's right. You want to send the spouse, the kids, the family, send them away. Let you get a bunch of work done and have them go away, right? You know, that's funny. I, you know, having, <laughs> having experienced it several times, we both have, you just know that feeling. And you've got to be pushed, pulled, cajoled, fight. But you, when you finally get to your destination, usually, usually... It's okay. All right, and it becomes relaxing. So what happened in this case? And unfortunately for them, you know, we were involved in the, you know, the, the spouse. And in this case, it was the wife, and and, and they're both working in the company, so they were both very, very aware of where things were. She put her foot down, and said, "No, we're going to go." And understanding her disc style as well as her spouse's disc style, he's a very hard D in terms of disc. So D meaning very dominant, driving, demanding. You know, these are the folks who keep pushing stuff, okay? So focused all the time, very, you know, very energized and kind of pushing things. And her style is a pretty even mixture of the other three, of IS and C. So they're a pretty good balance when it comes to whether it be business partners or, or, or in their case, also life partners as well. Um, so she said, no, she put her foot down and pushed back hard. So though, we're going to go, but we'll make a compromise here in terms of what's going to happen, in terms of here's how we'll make <laughs> things make things work. I realize that you got to get caught up on some certain things, and, and if you do that, it should make you much more enjoyable to be around. Because the last thing you want to do is go on vacation and be Mr. Grumpy Pants, right? And people don't want to be around you. Mr. Grumpy Pants, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a kid-friendly show. Yeah, I know. No, right. You're right. You're right. But, you know, it, it's the worst place to be. It makes it even worse. And it, it makes it the point where they, the next time they go, they may say, hey, why, don't you, why don't you stay at home? Because they don't want to be around you. So they came up to. The, they talked about it ahead of time. And they agreed that between, you know, for them, they happened to be driving where they were going. So the, the wife was going to drive to let the husband take care of some stuff he wanted to take care of both ways, <laughs> right? But also they agreed in the morning, as Jack was alluding to in a prior segment here, they agreed to, you know, he'd be up early in the morning and have a few hours in the morning to kind of take care of stuff. 
Now, what you discover about this stuff is one, you know, whether you're traveling in the car or if you have those couple hours in the morning that are not, you know, where you're by yourself, you're often much more productive and effective than you would be even staying at home or staying in the office because you're solely focused on getting, yeah, Yeah. yeah, uh, getting those tasks done and you're not going to be interrupted by things. And so it's amazing how productive you get and you actually do get some stuff done and so you feel pretty good. Usually it's enough to carry you through most of the day. Where you, you can find yourself going to the bathroom a lot and bring your phone with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You find ways to adjust or modify, right? So in their case, you know, they, you know, it, it went very well. You know, they, they, they both got a chance, you know, they, the, 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 the husband got a chance to get some work done in the morning. Uh, the wife got caught up in some sleep and they got to enjoy, you know, time, you know, you know together, but also time with their family. And not having to worry about all the stuff hanging over their head and kind of going away and having to come back to where things are going to be worse off before they left. Things actually, they came back and things are actually, uh, you know, either they were as good or better than when they left, which is kind of all you can hope for when you go on a vacation, right? It's, it's uh, you know, you're trying to get caught up on things, you know, but for them, it was very, very key from, from their standpoint to make sure that they made the agreement before they left. And then just as important... They stuck to the agreement. That's the big deal. That's right. That's that's sticking to that agreement. Right. That's the hard. <laughs> and if you do break it, you gotta sneak. <laughs> you have to sneak, unfortunately. But try not to break it. And I, I I I'm just wondering how many of our small business owner listeners have experienced this, and how they how they came through, how they came through it. In the early going, the first several years, a lot of mistakes are made. And a lot of ill feeling, and it's almost like swearing off, I'm never going to take a vacation again. But you mellow. 12 months has a, a way of mellowing you, and, hey, it's time for a break. At least one of one of you uh, decides that, and you get better at it. You actually get better at it. You finally conclude, look, if I'm going to do this, I might as well make something out of it. But your organization has to be improving along the way so you can ultimately do this and enjoy yourself. Well, yeah, it's usually done with the best of intentions. You know, again, we, we always make the, the, the mindset of the job versus the, versus the owner. And I remember this when I was a very young kid where my dad would spend the, the first thing in the morning, he'd be calling in, you know, to see how things are going or make a few phone calls and that. But when it came to the afternoon or, you know, late morning, he was, he was ours. And that's just how things were. And I recall going on vacation when our kids are very, very young. And uh, my sister-in-law, who was more of a job person, didn't quite understand why I was checking emails and doing my things, right? Well... And so, look, I'm happy to spend 10, 15 minutes on something. And if, you know, for this particular case, it happened to be a potential client wanted to get a couple of uh, references on us, right? And so I spent 15 minutes kind of getting that set up and getting, getting it handed off. And this has been a client of ours now going on 10 years. So why wouldn't I spend 15 minutes when I'm on vacation trying to help do what helps to fund the vacation, That's which right. is to help very, make sure that, you know. Very understandable. You know, yeah. Things are going versus putting a hard line in the sand and saying, no, I'm not going to do it. So part of it, you know, there's a couple of things. You know, one is to make the agreement and then stick to it. Number two is don't pretend you're not going to work. So Jack's talking about going off here and sneaking into the bathroom and this kind of stuff. You know, don't, don't, don't be shamed. You know, don't pretend it's not going to happen. So that, that's true for both the owner as well as the spouse. Don't pretend it's not going to happen. No, wait, it depends on, that's the, how things di- work. on the spouse's disc style. Well. So Most of them are still going to be doing some work. Your spouse will carry a snit. Yeah, well, that's why you want to talk about it. Oh, it's, okay, it's, go on. So don't pretend it's not going to happen. And then do make sure you take some time to unplug and enjoy it. 
you're there, so you know, take some time to, 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 to unplug for a little bit. Leave the phone in the condo, you know, leave it somewhere and get away for a couple hours. It's really, it's trust me, it's very healthy to be able to kind of do that. All right, <laughs> so make sure you you learn how to take a vacation. It's one of the things that, that, that as you start to mature as an owner, it's a great thing to start to kind of get into, and it's very important to be able to do. But do it in the right way, and and make sure your spouse is intricately involved with it. So make sure that it's it's done and it has the positive impact you're both looking for. All right. I want to thank you for, for joining us on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. You're invited, as always, to join uh, join here and tune in every Monday at noon. If you have questions before our next show, you can shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com. Post at Facebook.com forward slash MaximumVP.com. Or give us a call, 877-849-0670. At Maximum Value Partners, we work hard to build long-term relationships, and and that really is the hallmark of our success. Our contracts are month-to-month with our clients, and they literally stay with us for years. And that's as they they develop and become more successful, the bond between us. You know, it's it's an overused phrase to say uh, professional advisors are trusted advisors and the like. We really are. We really are. If uh, you stay with us for multiple years like this, it's going to work. If you missed a part of this show or any of our prior shows, you can check us out on iTunes and download the podcast there. Or you can look on the archive programs on the WINT Radio website and get caught up on them there as well. We encourage you to go. If you go to iTunes, please leave a, a, a comment for us or, or a review would be fantastic. Learn more about Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Monday at noon. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio. WINT 1330 AM and FM 101.5 and WINTradio.com.